I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here. Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. This show features the open-minded musings. You will find two people. You will not find two people more open-minded than us. <laughs> too late. Mid- you will find people with very much more open minds than us. Two people e- currently uh, engage in open heart surgery as we're doing this. Yes. Just to let you know, yes. our, yeah, we are late. It's so boring, and it's just it's the same thing over and over again. We need something to distract. It's just a valve replacement for Christ's sake. Yeah. Can you hand me that clamp, please? Get off your high horse. Uh, these yeah. are two late forty surgeons who are staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. Um, I'm your co-host. Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which is, uh, I think, as everybody knows at this point, it's a piratical galleon stalking the keys of the Bahamas looking for unfortunate passing vessels laden with gold and treasure from the New World, subject to plunder by a desperate crew of toothless, violent freebooters and their series of nautical interns who are working for college credit. Wow, that's a good one, Bill. Thank you. Uh, are the Bahamas keys? Are they considered keys? There's a lot of them. Yeah, the Bahamas, it's mostly uninhabited, but there's something like uh, hundreds and hundreds of islands, you know. Oh, are you saying keys like C-A-Y? Yeah. Or, oh, I thought you meant like the Florida keys. Uh, no, it's the same basis of the word, you know. No, I don't think so. I think yeah. the I think the Florida keys are called that because they're shaped like keys, right? No, no. The Florida keys, I think, are, they're, it's because it was the C-A-Y. It's, it's just sort of the creep. And they the just language renamed creep. it? Yeah, because it's they oh, made it. They made I it thought the Florida Keys were the shape of the islands was likened to like hey, keys uh, you used to get into your house. I look at maybe the case. My guess is it's okay. more than likely that the word key and key in this case is okay. just transliteration. If any Floridians are listening, if if the state or, still or allows ba- you to access, yeah, or Bahamians, the state still allows you to access media not sanctioned by you know or look the at government. look at maps, <laughs> look at maps, <laughs> look at liberal maps. Uh, let us know. Uh, anyway, uh, that is very colorful, Bill. Thank Hold you. Up. Yeah, it's true. It's um, all true. I wouldn't make something like that up. Yes, I wouldn't do that. Nautical interns for college credit. Pirate, piratical, uh, piratical interns. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, you get credit at UCLA. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, I am Noah Tarno. I'm your other co-host, the other 50% of your co-hosting squad. I am the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The trivia game show spectacular, and we do not offer uh, college credit for nautical interns, but we just had a very successful event um, on a boat uh, last week. I think we now, we might be double digits in the number of boat shows we've done so it's honestly it is it is it is a short hop to piratical uh, maritime behavior at this point it is very close that's right we're good we're gonna exclusively do quizzes on aircraft carriers uh open seas like what is it abandoned oil uh derricks abandoned oil derricks for you know ghosts of roughnecks and uh uh catamarans and what what, there's like there's like some uh, beach outside of india that just has like oil tankers that are that are dredged up essentially been just driven onto shore and people cut the steel away it's like a huge shipyard you know it's just the urban the urban detritus of um yeah i think there's a couple of those in in india maybe some in indonesia it's it's pretty pretty depressing sight to watch these ships just Hmm. rusting on a shore you know beached I mean, if people are using the steel for something new, that's, uh, you know. Welcome to the show. Uh, we are old men, so we want to, you know, try to be less old men in our thinking. 
So we're trying to keep up with pop culture, and that's why we do the show, and every week we look at some new trends, something that's happening in the news, among the young, etc. Oh, by the way, my nephew suggested a topic for us. Have you? I, I thought this was something else, but they, were, they said everyone, you should do a show on dapping. What do you think dapping is? Dapping um, is different than dabbing, huh? Uh, yeah. That's a good question. No, we're going to have to look that up uh, off the I air. Thought, I thought dapping was the same as fist bumping. No, that's but dabbing. But apparently it's, yeah. it's the way men shake. They said this is the prevailing way that males shake hands in our generation. And it's like, I mean, we used to do those little complicated, you know, handshakes. I never hey, did. You know, yeah. It's like two moves and then you grab like this. I, can't, I know anyone yeah. listening can't see. And they said, and if you really like someone, then you end it with a little hug. And they said, everyone does that. You should do an episode about that. All right, so yeah. Everyone does yeah. it. Sure. Okay. I got you. All right. Anyway, but this week we're not talking about physical gestures. Uh, we're talking about second week in a row. We're talking about a song, Bill. Crazy, right? You know? It's wild, huh? Yeah. Nuts, but a very different genre. Uh, this song has definitely been in the public eye or perhaps the public ear. It is currently number one in the Billboard charts. It set a Billboard record. And by the way, I'm listening to old episodes of uh, from the 80s of American Top 40 with Casey Kasem. That guy's a trivia master. He just digs up all these little factoids about this week on the show. Your, your beloved band Genesis, he brought up in a 1985 episode the other day. He said a record three mem- uh, four songs on the chart this week, one by Genesis and three by members or former members of Genesis. Isn't that amazing? A lot Can of people don't know that Genesis was named after a book in the Bible. Can you guess what the what the uh, what the songs were? There's Genesis. I'm guessing one of them was yeah. Mike and the Mechanics. One of them Correct. was uh, Gabriel, and one of them was Collins at the same time. Uh, yes, but now I'm realizing it was five ah. because I forgot. I forgot about Gabriel. Do you know what the fifth one was? Uh, Tony. But Tony Banks. Did he have a song on the charts at the? No, show? no, no. Who was it? It was when the heart rules uh, the GTR, mind. Steve Hackett. Okay. Yeah. Very Steve nice. Hackett, former guitarist, had a minor. That is one of the worst songs of the eighties. It's oh, a terrible. Song. I like it. I like the album. Famous, famous record review. So the band was called GTR, which was a play on guitar because it was Steve Hackett of Genesis and Steve Hackett from uh, Asia or yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And the joke, the review ended with GTR is the name of the band. The last sentence of the review was T T L S H T. So uh, the trivia fact here about music is this song, the number one song in all the land this week is called uh, Rich Men North of Richmond by a fellow who uh, I believe his real name is Christopher Lunsford, but he goes by Oliver Anthony. And he set a record. It song debuted at number one. It is the only time in Billboard chart history that an artist's first hit, first charting hit, debuted at number one. So, Bill, tell us a little about the song Rich Men North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony, the number one song in all this land of the USA. So this guy, it's weird because apparently his, his exact birthday isn't known. So he's anywhere between 29 to 31 years old. I don't I don't know what that means. Was he traveling through time when he was born? Do people not have accurate birth records? I think he's just, he's new and people haven't tracked down his birth date. I guess you know? so. Yeah. So he's a young man uh, or youngish man. He's mysterious. He's, he's what they would describe a country folk singer-songwriter from a place called Farmville, Virginia. And Noah, you know that. That sounds made up, Farmville. You know, I am, I am from a place called Farmingville. Uh, which also people have said sounds made up yes. on Long Island, but hey, right. what are you going to do? 
Farmville is full of farms. Farmingville is full of people who work on farms. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So in August uh, of, of this month, we're still here. We're not out of August yet, but even August by the time this, this drops, month. August of this month, he released the single Rich Man North of Richmond independently, which debuted at number one on Billboard, as Noah just said. Uh, yes, the whole thing, charting, blah, 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 prior form. Billboard described it as taking on politicians, taxes, welfare, and other issues from a struggling working man's perspective. That's their quotes. Uh, and various news sources have described some of the themes in the song as anti-establishment, conservative, or even conspiratorial. Uh, for sure, this is my uh, assessment, it is definitely punching down at welfare cheats and the obese for starters. So make of that what you reasonably will. Uh, weirdly enough, he also released a YouTube video on August 25 denouncing Republicans and conservative outlets for co-opting the song. And he says his quote was, it was funny seeing that presidential debate, which was just uh, the, the week or so ago. Yes. De debate. Quote, unquote. Debating de quotes. Yeah, it's debased. The Republican debased. Presidential in quotes. Yeah. Uh, he says, it's funny seeing that presidential debate. I wrote that song about those people. He has clarified that he is actually nonpartisan. I sit pretty dead center down the island politics and always have. Um, so later, uh, he said he was bothered by others who wrapped politics around his work and peered it from the outside. He Another quote, he says, I see the right trying to characterize me as one of their own, and I see the left trying to discredit me. I suppose in re retaliation, that shit's got to stop. Comes down for the top. Okay, so... He just said that uh, he started getting messages from people and they've been telling him how much the music was helping them, what struggled in their lives. That gave him a sense of purpose. Um, he's kind of got a tough story uh, when you drill into it, I guess. It made him feel like he wasn't just wasting his time, he said, because Anthony had been struggling with mental health issues, alcohol abuse for five years. Um, and according to somebody who interviewed him, because he still doesn't have a gigantic media base of things, he talked to somebody in July of 2023. He said that he broke down and promised God he would get sober if God would help him follow his dream. And 30 days later, a West Virginia music channel called Radio WV asked him to record a song for its YouTube music channel. The guy did so on his phone with a microphone out in a heath somewhere, maybe next to a coal mine, and I don't know where the fuck it was. And the result was Rich Men North of Richmond. Uh, in a Facebook post on August 17th, uh, Anthony described what he believes to be the reasons for his popularity. I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by someone, feeling the words in the very moment they were being sung. No editing, no agent, no bullshit. Just an idiot in his guitar. So, uh, yeah, I think Noah could uh, maybe talk about the music a little bit. I mean, if that doesn't give you a sense of the song, you know, the, 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 what we're going into here with this guy, the personality. But uh, Noah, what, what do you think right. of all this shit? You know, we're still, we never did it as a topic, but we're still haunted by the ghost of Jason Aldean, who's, you know, that song, Try That in a Small Town, which, uh, you know, and that, I think we both find a little straightforward. It's sort of the, the right-wing vice signaling, and it offends us as, you know, actual patriots and left-wingers and things like that. And also, let's be honest, we just don't like country music. Um, this is clearly more complicated than that. And... You know, when you add it all up, I think it's also way better. Uh, I like this song. I think it's got a great sound. He plays it on a resonator guitar, which gives it... You yeah, know, I, 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 I didn't. I saw that he had Gretsch pickups. I wasn't really sure of the right, instrument that, necessarily. Yeah. But and yeah. it's, you know, if it's not clear, it's just him and the, and the guitar. So it's got a great earthy sound to it. Um, it's got a terrific melody. It's a real catchy song. I like it quite a bit. He's got a real strong, earthy, kind of raspy voice. 
uh, perfectly attuned to the mood he's in. And it's, you know, I mean, I think in an earlier generation, we would classify this as much folk as country, right? So there's a lot of, and also the subject matter, there's a lot of, you know, memories of, of, of the great American protest folk from the heart singers. Uh, we'll get to it, but there's, there's, a, there's a Woody Guthrie comparison. And while I'm not a huge folky, I do like Woody Guthrie quite a bit. Um, it's so different from modern country. I mean, one of the knocks against modern country, and there are many, is that it's just too slick. And that, you know, whatever, pop music is supposed to be slick, but I think the country thing strikes people rightly as contrived and phony and hypocritical because it's it's slick and as corporate as you can get, but they talk about, I'm kicking shit in my boots down in Mississippi. You know, like, you can't have it both ways, right? But this is what uh, a lot of people in this country try to do. Uh, I think... He is, I also watched that interview where he said, I don't like being associated with the right wing. And then, you know, he also, he made it clear he's not, you know, a lefty either, you know, at least doctrinaire. So I think he's speaking honestly. I give him credit that he is coming by his opinions and thoughts honestly. In terms of the subject matter, you know, he's complaining a lot and he's from the heart. And I agree with 90% of it. You know, people jump on the, you know, you said he's, he's punching down welfare recipients. It's one line where he says, well, God, if you're five, you know, he's complaining taxes, your dollar ain't worth shits, tax to no end. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Fudge rounds, of course, being Little Debbie snack cakes. You know delicious, that? delicious cakes. Really? I don't think I've had a Little Debbie. I ate a lot of Little Debbies in college when they were, it's like you got a box of like 20 for like a dollar. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what they make that shit from. Back when you were a welfare queen in Carleton College. All right, exactly. My, my, well, welfare queen, I would have been buying lobster and champagne. Um, so there's that, which doesn't come off as great. And then there's a line people have interpreted as <laughs> QAnon adjacent. I don't have the lyric in front of me. It's something like, uh, you know, uh, oh yeah, here you go. Your dollar, it's taxed to no end. Think about minors, the obese smoking welfare one. No, I'm just, I'm using quote. Okay. So, so here's the line. I wish politicians would look out for minors, M-I-N-E-R-S, and not just minors on an island somewhere. So people interpret that as, you know, he's buying into the Epstein, whatever, QAnon uh, bullshit uh, conspiracy theory. So people have interpreted that as a right-wing thing. And of course, the right-wing in our country loves to say that they're real, they're authentic, they speak for the working man. When I think Anthony, in his interviews, he has said quite the opposite. He also got in quote-unquote trouble from the right. He was on Fox and Friends, and he advocated for community and said the diversity of the U.S. is what makes us strong. Bing. I have said those exact that, words. Right? Yeah. I have said those exact words. I believe that very, very strongly. So, look, there's a couple lines in this song that I don't agree with, but the rest I agree with. I think is worth saying. And I uh, I like the sound. You know, we we mock people, we lefties, mock people on the right for equating, you know, these times they equate calls of equality and charity as a tax on them. You know, the famous story of when NPR on July 4th tweets out the, the Declaration of Independence one line at a time, and every year some right-wingers get upset, like, why are you attacking the right-wing? Like, it's the fucking Declaration of Independence. Or the story lately about parishioners coming up to, you know, their priest who says, oh, literally reads from Jesus's words about, you know, turning the other cheek. And they're like, well, where'd you get those left-wing talking points? And the priest is like, it's in the Bible, dumbass. And they didn't say dumbass, but they should have. So 
you know, we mock people rightly for that, but I think we need to ask why we assume or, you know, one line spin it out to assuming that someone with a beard and a southern twang complaining about taxes is necessarily a righty. I think complaining about, you know, I think people complain too much about taxes, but yeah, paying taxes is a pain. And if you're not as privileged as you and me, it's more than a pain. It's, you know, these things really impact your life. And I think complaining about them is his right as a, as a you know, as an American and certainly as an American of the working class and not as, you know, not, I will assume, a privileged American, though that may change now. Um, one of my favorite politicians, uh, Chris Murphy, senator from Connecticut. I really like this dude. I think he's a straight shooter as much as a center can get. And he wrote a substack about this this week. And he said, look, this song for us on the left needs to be, you know, don't mock it, like pay attention to it. And I'm going to quote him here. He says, what I'm proposing is that outreach is worth the try, even if the chances of success are far from certain. What I'm guessing is that some conservative voters who downloaded Anthony's song, who might not agree with me on the question of a ban of assault weapons, might actually be more concerned with higher wages than access to AR-15s. And instead of dismissing or making fun of them, we should try to win them over. And I agree with that. And also Murphy, you know, he's not just centrist come together. He, then he lists all the ways that all these things that Oliver Anthony is complaining about, the left has plans for, the left is actually trying to do, and the right isn't. So like if they, you know, the Oliver Anthony's of the world, we really do have a lot to offer. So I like this. That said, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a weak complaint. I think he's very naive when he says this isn't about politics. I don't want politics to be wrapped up in it. Whether you like it or not, buddy, it's totally about politics. It might not be about partisan politics. It might be about I'm right, you're left. I, you know, I take my side, you take your side. We hate each other. But these are all issues that better or worse get solved by politics. So tough shit divorcing this from politics. Also in that video, he complains that the music business has treated him not nice. Well, you know, welcome to showbiz, buddy. You know, I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. Um, but I think more important is that he's, he's just complaining. And the great folkies, the Woody Guthrie's or whatever, were, you know, or Bruce Springsteen, they were inspiring. And they talked about, if not how to take action, how to keep your, your soul, your dignity how to still live a life worth living. And that leads us to the response song. Billy Bragg, who I'm a huge fan of, longtime punky, folky, British, very left-wing singer, really great musician. He rewrote it, his own version, called Rich Men Earning North of a Million. And um, I read, you know, it's a good song. And he changed a lot to like, oh, you want to solve these things? Join a union. He keeps saying, join a union. Things would be better for you and me if medicine was subsidized and healthcare was free join a union. And then I read an interview with Bragg where he said, you know, he brought that up. He's like, this doesn't talk about taking action. And he quotes, he says, I think the key line in Richmond, North of Richmond is, I wish I could wake up and it not be true. You have to, little, you have to do a little bit more than that. And then Bragg quotes Woody Guthrie and says, I hate a song that makes you think you're not any good. I hate a song that makes you think you are just born to lose. I'm out to fight those songs to my very last breath. So look, he's, he's new to the business. He's a relatively young guy. I like the song. He's talented. He's, he's speaking from the heart, and I get his message, and I feel his message. And despite a few lines that offend me, you know, whatever, we all make mistakes. But uh, if he really wants to be a great, folky protest singer, he's got to find a little more.
Yeah, well, I mean, he's just starting his career off. Um, you know, I, I don't think I can say it much better than you did, as I often find myself in, in this position. Thank you. I have to agree with you about the song itself is very, uh, it, it has everything you want out of a, a, a real earnest song. Um, other than the fact that I'll preface this by saying I can't stand country music. It just, it just, I'm not, that's yeah, not. Yeah, but this is old style country. This is like Hank Williams It doesn't country. matter. I can't do, I can't deal with country. Oh, I can't deal with folk. No, this, not, this. This stuff is eight not, billion times. Better. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I can't listen to it. I, I listened to the song once. It was pain in my ears. That's not a judge of the song. It's the <laughs> fact that I cannot. It's it's like you know what? I don't eat fish because fish all fish tastes like sulfur. It tastes like low tide to me. I just can't eat fish and I can't listen to country music. It's, it's like it's like being lactose intolerant. It's just not going to work. However, like I said, I'll give this guy the credit of the world. His guitar playing is incredible. The actual the the, the quality of the sound. The characteristic that he set up a you know studio mic outside in a field and was just playing this thing uh, in the open air into an amp you know uh, was incredible and that he got this result out of it is, is pretty wild because it didn't it almost sound like oh is this a, is this a video shoot for something that was produced more hermetically and it's like no it was actually shot there in the in the round out of doors pretty wild um, but yeah you know when when um, as soon as it as soon as it was done I I said okay this guy. Like most Americans, probably like most people of his age, he's extremely either ill, miss, or underinformed. And I just think that uh, my my friend Andy Webb said it perfectly. He said a lot of people of this age, a lot of people of this generation, a lot of people in geographically in his position, mostly exp- th- th- their thing is vibes and not facts. That's their mm. their felt yep. on Shaolong is based on. Yeah, I I just. Feel, I feel that, this and is you true. know what? The yeah. guy's right. He he fractured his skull working at a paper press. He was he was down for a while. The guy had mental, he had depression, he had alcohol. I mean, all those things are real. That's, he didn't feel another. He feels based on those real life things. However, when it comes to make this creed a core, and he just winds up, he, the, the, you know, Billy Bragg almost like it seems like six seconds after this is released says, "If you knew anything about the country you live in." Then you would say it's like there's a remedy for all these things that's already there. It's like you're 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 saying what can we do to save ourselves? And Billy Bragg says join a union, join a union. It's it's just fucking right there, and it's always been there. Why do you need to listen to? Why does this Englishman who doesn't even live in America has to tell you this about how fucked up his country has become? You know, like this guy has better advice from across the channel over in the United Kingdom. It's pretty fucked up. Um, you know, other than that, it, I think it's weird. I was asking you before we went live on the microphones how this success, you know, something that's quantifying it is that this man is making a, I assume he's making a mint of, on, on actual sales of MP3s, digital downloads, which apparently is 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 wholly moribund. You know, I would say, I think, what is it, 82% of music is done via streaming, which results in very little turnover of money to artists. You know, you're getting a fraction of a cent on plays and so it doesn't matter how much they play you're not making money on this however he is he's making money on digital it's a sale an actual sale which you, you know some 41 doesn't have that right now i mean whoever some else is 41 just saying whoever else is selling music, are they still around i don't know art art alexakis whoever they say yeah, Ever- okay. Everclear. Go yeah. back to 1998, buddy. But I like, loved Everclear. Everclear was great. But it's like that's what's weird is that um, there's something about who he's appealing to is actually buying music in a way that they either they're 
not they they don't do Spotify. They don't do streaming music. And you know, full 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 disclosure. I don't either. I don't. I've never streamed anything on. I don't use Spotify at all. I am. A, I'm an iTunes guy myself. So it it doesn't seem so weird to me. But apparently, that's one of the things that's giving this guy money in his pocket. Not just streaming noteworthy, streaming notoriety. He's actually making money off of sales. And it wasn't like people just came up and shook my hand. They come up and they told me about the battles they've been dealing with. Um, depression and suicide and money. And uh, so why? Why is this song such a hit? Why are we talking about it? Well, this song is zeitgeisty. Certainly, it's filled with trauma. It's filled with worry. It's written with the knitted brow of pain and insecurity. It's singing about the woes of the bottom classes. Uh, his voice is of a type which slots between, you know, and among the classic troubadours of yore. Uh, and that seems appropriate. He, he, he conjures the sound of Hank Williams. Original recipe, Hank Williams, not two or three or junior, whoever else has come down the pike. Hank Williams. I heard three. I know people who really like three. I remember three? when three came out, he was like, I love my grandfather. I hate my dad. So yeah. Like, well, okay, I think three's, right. three's a little older than we are. I think he may be in his early 50s yes. or so. Yeah. yeah he, he broke out when I was trying to be a music journalist. That yeah. was like 25 years ago. You know, it's, it's not necessarily cash. But it's more like maybe haggard. It's hard to tell. Again, I'm not really encyclopedic yeah. with these things. It's and it's not that sort of smooth. As someone who hates country music, you seem to know quite a bit about it. Well, I know the five guys who are out there. Is <laughs> you know, I've I've now named every country star I know except the Dixie Chicks. Except for Big and Rich. That's all I. Uh, Big and Rich. <laughs> what a name. So and I I think you know the zeitgeisty part is great, but you know the idea that there's no disputing that this guy with his shaved red hair and his big unkempt beard. And, you know, he's out there in his, his maroon burgundy T-shirt. He appears less slick than the country machine that you're talking about before in terms of like what country is supposed to sound like in terms of how processed it is, how the Nashville machine produces yep. these things. No big money publicist would let him make that response video he made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, exactly. That is that is as they could contrive like he's a real guy in his truck it would not he would not be saying so capital there's no way this is asked it may be astroturfed a little but capital t the capital a authenticity the authenticity yes. of this guy which you know to, yeah. be, to be fair tm yeah tm well that's the thing it's like there are two types of music i think which absolutely hang on that um, i mean it certainly mm -hmm. is, a, is a sellable quantity but rap music you know, the harder, the yeah. more authentic you get, yeah. it sells the next I'm thing. real. I'm the street. And country yeah. and this type of country and folk that we're country folk fusion, whatever this is. It's like the more authentic you are, you're really singing to the uh, marginalized. And that's why both of those forms, both of those musical idioms rely on authenticity. As their, and he, like, this guy's got it. You know, there's there's absolutely zero that's manufactured or processed about what this guy's giving you. And by the way, it's worth mentioning, he is still not signed. He has, like, he's got like management, yeah. but it's like he he's waiting, he's yeah. deliberating. It's pretty wild. He's in a catbird yeah. seat, you know. You know, maybe he'll go back to real life. Like, you know, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but it's possible he's going to say this is bullshit. I have my moment in the sun. You know, maybe I can play little gigs around me and earn a yeah. decent living without I being know. a zillionaire. I think that he's he's tapped into some, he's this is what he's wanted. You think I'm wrong? You think he, you think he's going to wake up with prayed, like two naked he, hookers and cocaine on every house? He prayed surface? to God for this, and he's got it. He's not going to back out of it. This is exactly what he wanted, you know. Well, yeah, but what do you want? Do you want this, or does he want Jason Aldean level, super slick, playing huge stadium tours? I bet you, you know, he would want doing his music at the stadium tour level. Yeah, he wants a fusion of the two. Yeah, I mean, it's... He wants, as Bill Clinton way. would say, I want a third way. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I'm not sure why this song, because there's got to be a million other songs like this. 
And as much as I, you know, think this song is pretty well done, like it's not like doesn't blow me away. I mean, I'm not a country guy, so I don't see how it could blow me away. Um, I think, you know, it's number one a lot because the right wing is glommed onto it because there's so much about virtue signaling or vice signaling that, you know, if something they feel like shoves it in the face of liberals, they, they you know, they become fans of it. It's, I think it's why that Jason Aldean song did so well. So it speaks to their myth that, you know, they're real. Uh, it's dressed up in the country trappings. You know, they're the real ones. I mean, I think they doth protest too much. And then the left gets angry. We pull out the lines about fudge rounds and minors. And and then, of course, the right says, oh, you're angry. I'm going to buy this. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, what's the example I'm thinking of? Well, there is the Jason Aldean song. I mean, a lot of things. I mean, remember a few years ago when people were getting mad at Chick-fil-A because the owner was openly homophobic and the right made it a cause celeb to like wait online for hours to get a Chick-fil-A yeah, Morgan, Morgan Wallen's <laughs> album sold after he got busted right. saying I mean, the N-word. They, they, they have no principles. It's just about, you know, they think defending their principles is eating a fucking shitty chicken sandwich. You know, this is what they're about. So I don't blame that on Oliver Anthony, but they've made the song, you know, yeah, this is what we're about, which I think he rightly says, this is bullshit. Like, you guys are part of the problem. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, here's a quote here from Billy Bragg. He said, um, I don't think that Oliver wants to stir up the culture wars. I don't think that was his intent at all. But I think, unfortunately, the tinder of the culture wars, sorry, but the tinder of the culture was so dry that one little spark went and away it goes. And I think he's absolutely right. And I feel bad for this kid. Kid, he's 30. Um, you know, I feel bad for him because, yeah, I think it comes from the heart. And even if, I don't know, if he believes some crazy stuff, I might not want to have a drink with him. I might regret that. But, um, you know, this isn't what he wanted, but... This is the world we're in, you know? I mean, it's a little naive to say this isn't going to get caught up in politics. That's the way it is. So, you know, it's a pretty good song, but more than that, it's the perfect fuel for an unfortunate trend. This song is not something that I've... It's not like it's some masterpiece I've created. It's the masterpiece and, and the emotions of the song. It already exists within you. No, would you have liked um, Richmond north of the capital of the Confederacy? Equator. Yeah, if yeah. if uh, if you were a kid. It's funny. I went back and forth on this because I I might be, I listen to this at first. I'm like, this is utter bullshit, and then I you know listened more closely and then heard his thoughts, and I was I was forgiving. I'm forgiving of him, right? I might be less forgiving if I were younger. I mean, everyone's pulling out the fudge rounds thing, and I might just completely say no, invalidate it. You know, I might. As the complaint is about that generation, you know, they one line and you're canceled. Unfortunately, there's some truth to that. And I I become in many ways more forgiving as I get older. Then again, in some ways, I look back on my political attitudes then and I was a little more forgiving then in that uh, I was certainly more, I ascribed more good faith to the side I didn't agree with. I mean, I think the side I don't agree with was different then. I mean, they've gone down a road, right? But I was definitely like, for example, I, 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 I believe abortion should be legal and safe and up to a woman and her medical professional. But I, I thought the quote unquote pro life choice was honest in their belief that abortion was wrong. I don't really believe that anymore. <laughs> or if anyone is, I think it's a vanishingly small number. I think it's utter bullshit. 
But I thought the two sides wanted what was best for America and American people and just came at it in different ways. And I don't really believe that anymore. But, you know, maybe it was a more valid belief then, regardless of my age. So what's my point? Uh, I might be less forgiving if I were young now, but then again, I might be more forgiving. You know, I might say, well, these people are coming by it honestly. I do say that now. I'm pretty forgiving of it now. So I don't know. My answer here is a big pile of messy laundry. Jumbled nonsense. Uh, make sure you put a fabric softener in there. So it's, uh, Enjoy. Yeah. Yes. Put some bounce in there. Yeah. Uh, I would not have plugged into this. I've At its core, it's still a country slash folk slash country folk song. And so um, it's only the callous and thick skin I developed as an experienced human being, which allows me to endure more than a few moments of country music. Whilst Noah grimacing like Paul Atreides putting his hand in the box from Dune. Um, I can listen more objectively to the sound today. However, uh, you know, there, there are just like a few forms of music, country, folk, 50s doo-wop in particular, three of them, tri tripartite menace to my ears. They're surefire ways to bring me to my knees. Um, you know, I, I don't think that I would have plugged into the message just simply because this is not a way to reach me. You know, the rapper itself, the form that it takes, divorce from the content is just going to be like Wolfsbane. I'm not going to go anywhere near it. Wolfsbane, wow. When Oliver Anthony's long gone and forgotten about, what can you do in your own life to maintain this energy, this positivity, this unity that I see among people like I have never seen before? Okay, so Bill, Richmond North of Richmond, is it is it the rise of it, its success, the debate over it, is it in any way a sign of apocalyptic times? Well, look, man, I don't want to call out a, a song or even the raw skill of this guy Anthony who maybe he's untrained too it's like again we haven't even talked about that what like where is his um you know where does his refinement come from where did the skill come from uh, I assume it's sort of natural maybe he just could be a, you know like a, a natural uh, naturally gifted lefty uh, as a pitcher you know who the fuck knows anyway but the conclusion that one jumps to in the wake of massive gaps in information and schooling coupled with privation, hardship, and obviously disability, because again, his, his skull was broken for a while. The guy was on his ass, probably in real pain. Um, I mean, this equals a generation of Americans who fire metaphorical pistols into a crowd of malefactors, hoping to slay some phantom target. And I know it's, it's a poor choice of words after what happened in Jacksonville, Florida, but I, I, cho I, cho I chose those words uh, intentionally. You know, I think that he is unaware and the people like him are generally unaware of who and what actually seal the doom for poor America and the middle class. And so... The song. I don't know. I think a lot of the people he's talking about, if he really hates the Republicans, I do think. But he's, but he's, like Billy. He's Bra closer than a lot of people. Billy Bragg comes there and knocks on the door jam and says, "Join a union, kid." You know, like it's it's not the well, answer but, but to everything. But it's not that he's un. He's oh no, but you said he's unaware of the source. My argument is he's aware of the source. He's unaware of the solution. That's Bragg's thing. Is like, all right, then what the fuck are you gonna do about but, it? But you're not a real folky until you're doing something about it, or at least talking so, about doing something about again, it. Again, the idea that people don't—they don't have a relationship with with civics. They don't know what their elected officials are asked to do. They don't know about the commingling between business and cat neoliberalism. It's all—I mean, he he knows that something's wrong. It's just that he's sitting there plugging away at it almost like, again, the fact that he makes a single mention of fudge rounds and people who run on, you know, peak dependency, it just tells you, I think, even the littlest bit means he's glancing in the wrong direction. He's got his eye off the ball. And the fact that people who, you know, latch onto the song are going to use it both cynically and earnestly as a rallying cry to, again, hit at the same people they think are available 
you know, there to essentially uh, take the fall for this. Whether it is people did the great, what is the great replacement theory? They're going to blame an influx of Mexican immigrants, uh, people coming in from the south of the border, taking their jobs. This is all the same bullshit as before. It's just keep the, keep the poor firing at each other in a circular firing uh, squad. And, um, you know, don't worry about things changing because Adam Smith's got the invisible hand in the market shoving it up your asshole. <laughs> No, I mean, look, I think the Jason Aldean song might be a sign of the apocalypse. And I think the fact that some people are presumably buying this song just because they think this is a way to, you know, be a real American. You know, they wave the, if they piss off uh, liberals, they piss off people who are trying to do anything about equality and, you know, freedom and, and you know, people being to eat and access health care. They think, you know, nah, nah, nah is like patriotism. That offends me to no end. So if people are buying it for that reason, that's pretty apocalyptic on a bunch of levels. But I don't want to blame Oliver Anthony for this, and I don't want to blame the song for this. I mean, look, this is good. It's, 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 he's adding some shade of nuance to the conversation, and it might not get very far, but it's more of what we need. I mean, yeah, I wish he offered solutions, and, and you know, but he's, he's at least his commentary post-song He's getting people to realize there's more to this than, and again, I, I I piss on the right because they're idiots, but like, you know, we deserve some blame here too. There's more nuance to the situation. And just because the guy's got a beard and he has one line about fudge rounds doesn't mean he's not worth listening to. I think Chris Murphy has an excellent point. It's the only way you get shit done. And I still believe there are millions of people who voted for Trump who can be peeled off. I mean, it's just reaching them the right way. And it's it's not easy. But, you know, I think there's a message there. And I think Oliver Anthony, you know, he might not be actively suggesting something, but maybe there's some maybe there's some practical advice we can glean from it. I guess that's what Chris Murphy's saying. And I agree with that. Lord, it's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to. Noah, our final two segments begin as such uh-huh. with jealousy, the topic of envy. Uh, is there anything about Olivier Anthony that uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier that uh, fills you Lawrence, with envy? Lawrence Olivier Anthony Hopkins. Uh, no, I, I wish people listened to my political viewpoints, <laughs> but short of that, you know, I never want to be a country musician. Uh, I like his voice. I wish I had a voice as good as his. His voice is great. Uh, I don't want that beard. Um, you know, you said something like, God, I'm going to get sober if you make me a star. And it worked, you know, these little vows I make. Well, sometimes they work. But not at that level. So I guess I'm jealous of that. But that's a stupid thing to be jealous of. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm jealous of the attention. But it's not, that, that's true of everyone we talk about on this fucking show. Well, I, I mean, I'm staying away from jealousy entirely on this one. I mean, it just it doesn't apply. But also, uh, it's kind of anathema in this case. I, do, I would not want his type of fame. I, I, I don't want to sing country yeah, music. Probably not, yeah. Everybody knows I don't want to sing country music. That's fine. That's a given. But here's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't want to face the choices. I'm like, the kid's got some good problems in addition to some problem problems, uh, as we know. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of the woes that he's experienced in 30 years could go away with, like, the swipe of a pen. It's. I mean, it's amazing that he could have the shortest way towards... Um, you know, being able to pay off bills and changing the way he lives and being able to, you know, be magnificent with people around him. All these things he's looking for, he's, he's, it's right in his grasp, potentially. It doesn't fix everything, but it fixes a lot of things. But I would not want to have those choices on, on my plate, the ones that he's got on his plate. You know, he's facing down the music industry vultures 
There's just, look at all the, the, the cultural capitalists, the people who pathologically feel the need to eat his flesh and grind his bones into baking yeah, yeast, you know? That's what the media does, I man. I know, but I'm saying it's like, in addition to all the good things that this guy might have going for him, he's going to have to have Marjorie Taylor Greene pointing at him and saying, that's my favorite person. Every time she turns around, you point a camera on her. All right, Noah, tell me about the Fallonian scale. The, 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 yeah. Jimmy Fallon is the zero base axis of everything X, Y, Z that we've ever talked about on the show. Where does this fit? Let's talk about musicians, right? Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. Ice Spice, Morgan Wallen, Glass Animals. I want you to average those together. I mean, uh, I thought all three of those kind of sucked. So <laughs> take them and multiply it. I tell you my niece is really into Ice Spice. I just think she's trashy. Anyway, take those three, give me the average, then multiply it by two, because I think, you know, this song is better. By the way, did you listen to any other Oliver Anthony songs? Oh. He's got a few other songs. God, no. Yes, he's, yeah, got, he's got one or two out at the moment, but I did not listen to yeah, them. Full I disclosure. But like, yeah, why would I do research? Um, so the average of Ice Spice, Morgan Wallen, and Animals of Glass, then take that average, multiply it by two, and then add 12 pi, and you arrive at... Oliver, Oliver, never before has a folk singer complained about fudge around. Hey, do you think that uh, Glass Tiger does count as one of the glass animals? I never glass thought about that. Tiger. I forgot about Glass Tiger. Hey, technically, when they I lived would in, go, right? Yeah, when I lived in Canada for three years, you know, Canadian radio stations play a lot of Canadian, by law, have to play a lot of Canadian artists. And Glass Tiger had a new album, you know, in like 1990. Who knows, it even got released in the U.S. It was all over the radio. I remember that. So Glass Tiger, man, you know. Don't forget them when they're gone. Uh, until you mention it, I think a lot of people did, believe me. Uh, so I would rank this. No, you said you said music. I think that's a great way to go. That's why I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rank this with Mastodon, uh, which I guess is an animal of its own. <laughs> okay. So Mastodon was something which looked like a steam valve or kind of a panacea in the wake of a huge problem for a specific sector or an industry. But ultimately, I think flamed out, became kind of a nothing. It became irrelevant. It kind of became an afterthought, a single note in a rapidly moving symphony of irrelevance. And so I have a feeling that we're, we are not going to hear much about Oliver. I'm not saying he's going to go away. I'm just saying we're not going to hear much about him. He's going to leave our eyesight, our ear, our ears shot. He's, he's going to go away and become whatever he's going to become. And we're not going to be there to witness it, which is just fine by me. And that's kind of the way it happened. I, you know what? I have a, I had a Mastodon account uh, and I thought we could do something with it. I haven't touched it in months. I, well, not even a matter of touching it. But what happened was is that my federated server actually was taken down. So my account was, they never, they didn't explain this could even happen to you. So I don't have a Mastodon account anymore, but that's okay. Because I'm on Blue Sky. That's going to fix everything. I got to try, but should I try Blue Sky? I'm trying to, I'm just trying to get into Instagram and I can't even do that. See, I don't think it's, you know, it's going to work for you. No. I burn down on social media so much. It's just, oh, it just feels like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I just, I don't know. If it came easy to me, I'd love it. But don't it worry just about feels it. stupid. Well, I've yelling, in, yelling into the void, my friend. I believe that brings us to the end of yet another episode. And as a programming mm -hmm. note, we are taking a break. This is my fault, everybody. I'm sorry. We're taking a break. That's for your fault. For two yes. weeks. I'm uh, traveling to, uh, I'm going to be in the Sinai of e Egypt. I'm doing missionary work with the rest of my Christian church for a little while. Talking to the Coptic Christians okay. who were All there. All right. All right. See, this is what this guy does. Yeah. You're actually going to Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. It's true. But you're not doing missionary work. It feels like it, so, you know. Wait, what are you doing? I'm scuba diving. <laughs> okay. 
It feels like missionary work. So yeah. what are you? What are you ministering to the to the starfish? I mean, what's going on? Uh, I think they're triggerfish. They're really starfish down there. Triggerfish. Anyway, someone so, who's it told me recently you really shouldn't call. They're not. That was fish. me. I said, sea stars. I said that to you. Was that, that you? Me. Yeah. Oh. Who else? Who else would say that to you? <laughs> a lot of a lot of people I know would say dumb shit like that. Perhaps. So um, anyway, you're gonna give us uh, you're gonna give us a leeway of two weeks. We'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks, yes. uh, and then we'll, we'll have more fun. Maybe some things will actually happen that aren't country music related. We'll, have, we'll be able to talk. Yeah. About. Well, we're always look for suggestions, you know. And we don't get. Although that, it's funny, okay. we've been doing this so long that like three quarters of the time when people make suggestions, it's something we've already done. That is true. You should do an episode on Ice Spice. Am I lying to like when my family says this? I'm like, you did listen to my episode no, about Ice Spice. No. So, uh, if you... but my niece is really she's my ten year old niece is like, how do I listen to Unky's podcast? Mom, help me download Unky's podcast. She's very adamant about We're listening. She's on gonna her be our biggest fan. She's got to be there. Exactly. So if you're going to be so big among the fifth grade, if you're like Noah's niece, what you want to do is find past yeah. episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on any source possible. Reviews help other people find the podcast. Please. I am on Twitter X, whatever it is at William Scurry. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Insta. I'm on all these things. Um, I'm on the Masonic uh, website. You know, for my. Uh, you know, I have the little the little uh, ring no, on my little finger indicating I'm a Freemason. All those things. I'm available everywhere. You might want to find me. Uh, also, look on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar for videos that I've made and things that I've posted. Curation. Now here, Noah will tell you about his Masonic Lodge. No, I'm a member of the Elks. Okay, I'm not a sorry, Mason. I'm an Elks. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a member of the, uh, there's a great name. that's something like the, the, the Eternal Order of the Hoo-Hoo. I read about once was actually, back when those groups were really big, yeah, something of the Hoo-Hoo. That's a real name. Isn't, it sounds terrible. Uh, check out BigQuizThing.com and learn all about America's premier providers of corporate and private live trivia events for uh, corporate events, team building, fundraisers, uh, birthday parties, bar bat mitzvahs, just having some friends over, you name it. And uh, what do we got? We got a series at Hudson River Yards in uh, New York starting in September. Science trivia for the public, rare public events. Uh, October 4th, we're doing uh, another one of our midday trivia breaks, an online virtual event hosted by me, free to play, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1%, 1%, 1 p.m. percent, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, 1 p.m. Pacific. You're on your own if you're in Honolulu or Newfoundland. What is the, sen- what is the Sentinelese Island time? I... <laughs> we're huge. <laughs> what we've established, we're huge in the Sentinelese Island. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, a, a free uh, sample trivia game to see what we're all about. Have a good time. Break up your midday. Uh, Wednesday, October 4th. Details about that and everything else at BigQuizzing.com. And I am on Instagram at TheNoahTarno. But as I said mere moments ago, eh. All right, everybody. So until we talk about a uh, booming country western hit called Intersex People North of Intercourse, Pennsylvania. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.